Canucks Central Friday. It's Dan Riccio and Satsi Arshaw with you in the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider. Supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. Uh, big show today. Rick Tockett's going to join us. Yes, head coach of your Vancouver Canucks in a couple of minutes. Also, Yannick Hansen will join us for his regular Friday check-in with us here on Canucks Central. Another day and another Canucks victory, Sat. Uh, this team can just do no wrong right now. No, I mean, they're, what, five in a row. Uh, they have a nine-game unbeaten streak. They have the second-best record in the entire National Hockey League, the best goal differentials, uh, the second-fewest goals against, and the most goals scored. They want a top power plays, top goaltending, decent uh PK kind of average. Their defense has actually been solid, and they're getting a lot of goals. So I don't know if there's much to criticize, to be honest. It's it's really hard to find areas to criticize for this Vancouver Canucks team uh, right now, but uh, they've got a couple more games coming up this weekend. Toronto Saturday and Montreal on Sunday, completing the Eastern Canada swing. But you know what? Let's bring in the coach and get his take on how the team has fared so far. Rick Tockett joins us now here on Canuck Central with Dan Riccio and Satyar Shah. Thanks for this, Rick. What's happening? How you guys doing? Hey, man, we're we're doing pretty well. I, I, maybe not as good as you guys are right now. Ten two and one. Usually, we like to like grill the coach when he comes on the show, but we we got nothing bad to talk about right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather this way than getting grilled, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm sure, but, uh, you, you know, it's uh, it's funny the way that this is this is all played out. I mean, uh, you, you guys, you, you, everybody talked about the start, wanting to get off to a good start, and here you are with 10 wins in your first 13. Yeah, I, 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 I give the players a lot of credit because I know there was a lot of pressure, and, um, you know, it was our job as a coaching staff to, to tell the players to just worry about the process and, and what we're trying to do and then the results, I think. When you look for the results quickly, that's when the pressure hits and you start squeezing your stick. So I thought the guys did a nice job of just worrying about, you know, what we were trying to accomplish with, uh, you know, you know, you know, you guys always hear me talk about staples and our pillars and and what are what you know what we want to accomplish in practice every day. I think when you deal with that, you deal with your details. I think uh, you know it, it becomes I shouldn't say easier. Just it's easier to deal with pressure when you're prepared. You know whether the results are there or not. I think you have a better chance of having good results if, if you worry about those parts of your game. Have you been surprised at how quickly the buy-in has happened? Um, not like you know what I think. I mean, obviously, any coach you hate seeing losing uh, jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been fired before, and you come in. But I do the fact that I came in at the time I did, and I didn't, you know, didn't wait till the summer. I think selfishly for me, it helped me. Um, get to know the players and get some stuff done. Um, obviously, bringing Adam Foot and Gonch in there uh, helped too, and obviously with Yozi, who does a terrific job. Uh, the Twins, you know, we've had some time to spend together those 30 games when we got in there, just to kind of see what we had, uh, where we wanted to go with it. And then when you get into training camp, there's, you know, obviously the players are more familiar with me and what I wanted and, and our staff. So that really helped, to be honest with you. You know, uh, last night was uh, was an interesting one. You get the win over Ottawa. The team has uh, 16 shots. You, you score five goals, and you know Patterson had three points. He's doing a, he's doing a post game interview, and he's he's talking about his turnovers, and he felt he played soft. And there, there just seems that, that there there's a level of self awareness right now with this with this group, either win or lose. 
Yeah, I, I, that's one of the big things for me, self-evaluating your play. Um, it doesn't always have to come from the coach, and I think that's maturity. I think when a player can self-evaluate his game, it really helps us. Um, you know, yeah, Pete, I mean, actually, the game before that, Pete, he grabbed me after the game and uh, outside the hallway and said, hey, man, I, I didn't have a good game. So, like, I mean, you got to love that attitude of players. You know, they want to correct some of the, the mistakes, uh, whether Pedersen or whether it's, uh, you know, Dakota Joshua. Or it doesn't matter who the name in the back is. Everybody wants to correct their mistakes. Uh, but saying that, I mean, accountability is just not, it's, you know, it's a partnership. You know, we all have to make each other accountable. And sometimes, and especially when uh, things maybe don't go our way for a period or a certain amount of time, you know, I don't have to yell and scream. I, I, I see the players taking care of that in the, in the room in the intermission. So that, that, that's really where the maturity of the team. We have a long way to go. I mean, you know, we're obviously happy where we're at and excited, but we know we're going to play more desperate teams, um, and we've got to match the desperation to play 60 minutes. I'm not sure how aware you are of the conversations around your club, and I think one of the big ones recently has been uh, the three worst letters in hockey, PDO, and it's about a save percentage and, and shooting percentage at 5-on-5 five five and even strength and how you guys are on, on such a heater. And obviously you guys are on a real hot streak, but when we watch your game, we see the fact that you guys are defending better, you guys are better off the rush, you're better in terms of creating quality chances. Do you think... By being too focused in on some of those unsustainable numbers, the way people view them, it's kind of losing sight of what you guys are actually doing well, and that is repeatable? Yeah, I mean, that's just for conversation, and I get it. I mean, I was on the, the media side there for a while, and, you know, you look at stats and all this sort of stuff. Like, I mean, I understand some of that. Uh, I, I do uh, uh, look at analytics for our team, but I don't use a lot of it, um, you know, uh, like, you know, as bad as every thinks we played against Ottawa, I mean, they only had one chance in the third, really, mm-hmm. on, on yeah. our chart. So it's not that bad, um, you know, it, especially if we don't have our legs. I mean, some guys just didn't have it. What I like is we're in structure. Like, we stayed there. Um, and obviously, Smitty was very good. I mean, we're getting really good goaltending. I mean, who's, who's kidding who? Well, teams that go far in the playoffs have to have good goaltending. We're getting it. And I don't see that drop off because those guys are – really good goaltenders they know our system uh they know what we're trying to do so that helps um but i understand all that stuff and you know you, you don't don't, don't you know don't take it wrong but i do look at that stuff and hey you know we have we've had some bounces going our way like we, we'd be crazy not to say some of the goals that went in we've had some good bounces and uh you know whether they even out they probably will but uh you know, keep the role. That's what I you know, just keep the role. That's all I care about. Yeah, and and you know, it, like it, it, sure, it'll it'll regress a little bit towards towards the mean. Teams don't generally shoot over 10% over the course of an 82 game season, but what what I've noticed, Rick, is you guys are choosing at least on offense, you're choosing for more quality over quantity, you know, like volume isn't necessarily the game. It's it's let's find the better look and even the way guys seem to be timing their shots and getting the flyby screen or uh, on the power play, you'll see the layered screen in front of the goalie. It seems, you know, a lot of the stuff you guys are doing that's leading to some of the success, it's, it's also by design. Well, it's by design, uh, but it's also, you know, you, you know, I think it's important that you coach you know, your team with who you are. You know, you know we're a team, uh, we're built a little different than other teams, and we want to play fast. We like punching the puck out. You know, we want to be uh, protect the house and obviously defend that way. You know, we're not a you know a, we're not a, a great wall team yet. I mean, we're we're, we're getting there, and and you can still win without being a great wall team. So, 
um, you know, there's certain times we pick and choose to do things um, for for some, you know, so for for different reasons. But um, I, I really just like I love the fact that we embrace where we're at, but we know there's a long road ahead. I mean, you got to remember, like when you're playing Ottawa's and Toronto's, I like they got stars in that team. It's hard to to to, to always have the puck. I mean, you know, Kachuk is just a big guy. He's a moose on mm-hmm. the forecheck. It's hard to get the puck out sometimes when he's hammering down on our defense. So, you know, we got to be able to strategize when we play those type of teams or those type of star players. And I thought we've done a nice job against the star players on the other team, but they're going to get their looks. I mean, they're too, they're too damn good. So, um, you know, I, I think we respect the, the opponent. I just think sometimes that, you know, lately, last couple of games, where, you know, there's about a chunk in the game, about a 10 minutes there when, when we don't skate. And when we don't skate, that's when we get in trouble. You know, you can tell we're not second quick, I call it, or we don't have the second man available um, offensively or in, in the neutral zone. So that's when we get in a little bit of trouble is when we don't have our second man skating. Well, and, and even, you know, you mentioned kind of the data you guys had. You only saw one real scoring chance for the Sens in that third period. And I was talking, we talked to some people from ClearSight's analytics, some of the deeper analytics, and they actually have you guys top five in the league and allowing high danger chances. You guys are really good in not allowing those quality scoring chances. So when it comes to what you guys are allowing defensively, I think even by some of these public data, which I, I, I do think there is a lot of flaws in how it's counted, but you guys defensively are still viewed as a solid team through all the these metrics what they're showing is the offensive production despite the fact you guys lead the league in goal the chance generation has been there but again do you feel like you guys can still generate more chances but the fact that you're generating the type of chances east-west movements getting to the net with those layered screens that you are still finding ways to get quality despite not having the volume that you may want absolutely we can, well, there's more uh, ch- uh, there's more room for chances yes i totally agree like there's there's some offensive stuff that we can do better. We can we can utilize like where Dallas is one of the best teams of that shot pass. You know, having that that layered you know we call it level offense where that high level guy where he can be an option if teams are coming out like last game, uh, Ottawa blocked what 20 shots. They were all over our D on the shot you know, blocking shots, very good shot. So that's where we have to counter and we got to be able to shoot around that block into uh, you know a space play where a guy, you're hitting a guy's stick, you know, where Pavolsi's one of the best in the league at. So we've been working on that the last couple of weeks. That's, you know, that we got to open up the playbook. So if teams are going to really come at our D and, and, and you know, we're getting shots blocked, we're going to have to look for other offense in the high ice, um, I call it. So, um, yeah, we, there's room to, to get more chances. Uh, you know, we're looking for it every day as a coach staff and, and players. So um, that's when we, we do practice. We're not going to have any practice here in the next couple of weeks. That's probably uh, one category that we'll really work on the next couple days when we get these practices how uh how, how important have your have your forwards been in in the breakout and, and even defending through the neutral zone yeah it's, it's it's probably the one thing the players and i shouldn't say they're sick of me hearing but since i've been here uh and training committees i'm a big breakout guy um we probably practice it every day and breakouts are just not on the defense. Um, you guys know that it's, it's it's five, and the wingers have to be participate on the breakouts. They got to get back in position quickly. Uh, sometimes in breakouts, you'll watch. Sometimes the last the, the last guys that come in the zone are the wingers, and they come in a little bit slow uh, when teams struggle on breakouts. And when we struggle, you'll see some of our wingers come in a little bit slow. So we we always harp on that, and the players have been harping on themselves, even their lines like. Feed Two Millers, uh, their line, they watch shifts every day together. That 
which I love, and, I, and they'll harp on each other. Hey, we got to get back quicker into position if uh, you know if a team's forechecking their defense. You know, they, listen, Ottawa's—they're doing the same side chip against Huggy. Uh, uh, you know, that's probably the next scouting report is people are going to start just chipping in Huggy's corner now. We got a couple things we have to strategize against that when they start to do that. So that's the sort of stuff that our team is always thinking about. What's the next play? We spent a lot of time, uh, and you've spent a lot of time talking about the star players. We know JT, how good he's been. Quinn Hughes, of course, Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser's having a resurgence season. Philip Hironik on the back end. Your goalie Thatcher Demko. But one player that you know, I mean, we love watching, and it's it's so good to see him healthy and back playing in again is Ilya Mikheyev. How good has he been since his return? And he's still getting stronger from his knee injury. But how critical has he been to that line's success in your two-way game since coming back? Yeah, I think he's critical for that line. He's a responsible guy with speed. You know, he adds so much speed that helps PD out. You know, PD, uh, you know, he'll, you know, PD plays a turn for game. So when we do get the puck, yeah, Mick can stretch the zone for us with his speed. And he, that, and also, you know, sometimes with Kuzi, Kuzi sometimes likes to play a slower game. I think Mick makes him push the pace a little bit more. I, I find. Uh, just watching Mick play, it, you know, like on that goal, even Kuzi, great defensive play. Skated about seven, eight hard strides to get that puck up, made the play. That's the sort of stuff Mick uh, can influence uh, Kuzi on, uh, playing a fast game. Um, I'm always conscious because, you know, he's you know he's had surgery, what, eight, nine months ago, and sometimes it takes, you know, you're healthy, but sometimes it takes a year. You know, the study says a year and a half before it really – so I, I, I haven't – you know, I'm usually getting them around the 12th, 13th. I'm very conscious of them. I mean, I'm, I don't want to jeopardize, jeopardize his career by overplaying him, so – He'll start to get more minutes. Um, I know he wants to play more in the sense, but he realizes and he understands. Um, I got to use him in those minutes because I'm just very conscious of his of his career and his knee. Uh, he's healthy, but I just feel that you know we, you got to give him a little bit more each month than than just all at once. I know you've uh, alluded to this a little bit uh, already, but only Boston and Vegas are ahead of you guys in the league standings. Do you think uh, you'll have a target on your back a little bit more now? Things going forward. Well, it's so much a target. I think teams, you know, they're looking at a record now. They're going, you know, who are these guys? They're 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 probably paying attention a little bit more. They're, you know, they're you go in their buildings or they're coming there. It's you know, the pre scouts are maybe a little bit longer, and they're they're maybe they're they're, they're you know, I, I don't want to say that. I think every team takes each other seriously. But I told the players the other day, you know, we have to have our A games most nights because teams are going to bring it. Um, so yeah, I do believe that. I mean, it's still a small sample size. So we're we know where we're at. I mean, it's only what is it, thirteen games in? Um, but you know, uh, we, and we we don't, we we actually attack it each day a new day. That's our. And I know it's a cliche, but we actually do. The players come in every day, whether we win or lose, or what kind of day we had the day before, and we we try to call it earn your day. You know, you earn your day. There's no entitlement around here. And that's the one thing that uh, coming here. I, I just I'm not a big entitlement guy. I think the, you know, yeah, obviously guys that have done stuff in the past you know you guys get longer rope i get that but i think the entitlement stuff is there's no entitlement in that room it's a it's do you feel like there's there's almost an infectiousness in terms of having that success and then wanting to be more and more professional and be more and more business-like as a group yeah i I think doing things um you know you're always capable but what are we willing to really do you know uh how hard are you willing to do things you know uh, I know a ton of players that are capable, but I don't know a lot of players that are willing to do it. And that's our team. Like, you know, how many guys are willing to go 
uh, as far as we want to go and how hard we want to play and how uncomfortable it's going to be. That's the, that's the key, right? And I, I just feel guys have really started this year like they want to take this to a different level. Um, you know, they're tired of the capable. Yeah, we're capable, but are they willing to do it? That's the key. And uh, every day we're trying to strive for that. Uh, you got uh, tomorrow in Toronto, hockey night in Canada. It's always, you know, you're a Toronto guy. You, uh, you Is there always a, a little bit of an extra get-up for the players uh, going into Toronto on Saturday night, hockey night in Canada? Yeah, I mean, I, when I was a player or a coach, I mean, it's it's there's something special. It's so different than any Canadian city. You know, you're playing. It's, it's, it's an event. It's a, you know, all eyes are on the game tomorrow. Uh, you know, you're playing a Leaf team that's got – star power um you know they're they're you know i'm sure at the beginning they still are you know cup favorites so all eyes are going to be on that game tomorrow so you you know you want to come in here and show our stuff um it's exciting i mean i love the fact that players are coming in here wanting to play in toronto the and and, and, you know the spotlight's on us it's kind of fun to have those games rick we uh, really appreciate your time all the best okay guys appreciate it take care there is uh, head coach of your Vancouver Canucks, Rick Tockett, joining us here on, on Canucks Central. And the theme of self-awareness over the last 24 hours uh, continues here, Sat. You know, coach talking about uh, PDO and, and analytics and those types of things and mentions like, yeah, I know we got we to gotta create more chances. We need a higher volume of chances. We've been scoring a lot, but if we can create a higher volume of chances, that would be, uh, that would be the next step for us. Yeah, and it's everything we've talked about with this team. And if you even look at a lot of the data, if you go back and watch these games, I generally don't have much of an issue with how they've played defense. I mean, they've had moments, right? You go through some games and you can see some stuff, and I'm like, all right, these are the games where you can be a bit better. But well, generally they go through speaking, stretches, but like every team has you know certain stretches of games that happen where you're just like you're not having it. You're, you're taking a little bit of pressure. You're trying to get through it, weather the storm. And, Oh, yeah, and on totality, when you watch the games and kind of watch what's happened, and you kind of look at the public data, and it's like, okay, I, I see what they mean by some of these chances, but I don't view them being as quality or whatever. And then we get a chance to look at some of these clear sites, analytics stuff, look at sports logic, and they paint a bit of a different picture in terms of the quality the Canucks have given up, which isn't as high as many teams across the league. So all those things look pretty good, right? We talk about goaltending looks good. Special teams have looked generally good, too. So... The thing they're lacking mostly in terms of improving their underlying numbers is generating a bit more offensive chances, which is hilarious because they lead the entire National Hockey League in goals. I mean, they're great scoring at even strength. They're great scoring five on five, and they're great scoring at on, on the power play. But in terms of can this keep going, it's going to be hard for them to sustain this level of offense unless they create more chances. And it's, it is very clear he's well aware, talk it, about what they need to do to still take that other step. A um, lot of uh, texts coming in, 650, 650. These details are amazing. Love it. Another one from Cam and Delta. Appreciate Tockett really speaking to the theory of their game. Um, and that's, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of, uh, there's nothing to critique right now with this team. And I think that's sort of what we're trying to find out. You know, what are the staples that Tockett keeps talking about? And what is the theory behind how he wants this team to play and how he's trying to get them to play and where he thinks they can continue to get better. And I think all of those things are very much still a work in progress, though maybe that uh, progress has happened a little bit sooner rather than everybody thought. Yeah, and he credits a lot of that happening from for being here last year. 
uh, earlier and, and not just joining the team in the offseason. And we don't need to revisit or relitigate should the Canucks have lost more games down a stretch last season and, and, and all that. But everybody wondered, is there a real value in having Rick Talkett there early, him coming in and, and setting that culture, setting that standard? And if you ask him, if you look at the start they've gotten in, gotten off to and you see the star players who were here with him last season towards the end and also here this season, don't they really look like they've really not mastered necessarily because you can always get better, but they've really taken to heart the message and they're kind of becoming disciples of what Taka wants them to do. And maybe that doesn't happen if he doesn't come in here at the point he did last year. A hundred percent. And I think some of these games that we've seen them win you know, last night where they're not at their best, um, even uh, I guess that Nashville game a couple of weeks ago, and, and we're going to go more into this a little bit later, but the way that they've stuck to their structure is, as Tockett says, I think allows them to stay in games and wait for one of their stars to make a big play, like we saw with JT last night, like we've seen with Pedersen and Hughes in the past, and that's uh, what's leading to a lot of the Canucks' success. We're going to keep this conversation going on, Rick Tockett, and how this team is continuing to progress. We'll bring in Yannick Hansen, our Friday hockey analyst, his take on the Canucks staying red hot and how sustainable it really is. That's coming up next on Canuck Central. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Vancouver sports fans. Halford and Bruff in the morning. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.